Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about the difference between a freelancer and an employee. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jesse Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. I am really excited to talk about this. Are you really? Why is that? I really am. <laughs> because I find myself a lot of time when working with my clients forgetting that I am actually a freelancer and not one of their employees. I know. I so feel I'm like I'm reminding you of that all the time. <laughs> I know. So I'm kind of actually excited to talk about this. I think that a lot of this also boils down to boundaries. And yeah. like remembering you are a freelancer and not an employee. And there are certain differences mm-hmm. that you can put in place as boundaries legally. Um, yes. But legal and emotional are often at war. <laughs> yes. Those are often two different things. Okay. Especially if you're coming from a place where you've been an employee for like a long time. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, that's true too. So we just wanted to outline a few key differences between employees and freelancers so that maybe it can, I think sometimes the lines are blurred a little bit, so maybe it can become a little more clear and then you can use that energy to set your own boundaries. So the first item to talk about is that freelancers will pay their own taxes. Now, the way I understood it is that like there are two parts to a tax. There's a a personal side and then the company side. When you're a freelancer, you own your company. So you pay both parts because you're the worker and you are the company. So you pay two parts. But when you're an employee, you are not the company. You're just the worker. So you pay half. So think of the company paying half the taxes and you personally paying half the taxes. Basically, as an employee, they help you pay taxes, which is kind of cool. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of nice. And that's another reason why it's important as a freelancer to always set aside extra money for tax time because inevitably you're going to owe more than you think, at least here in the United States. Set aside more than you think. I was actually just talking with my husband the other day because I had been really bad about setting taxes aside last year. And I got to the end of the year and I know Jesse and I have talked about I had like a really good year this year for my business, um, which was not expected. And so I got to the end of the year and I was like, I don't think I put enough back in taxes. (laughs) (laughs) you know pro tip for a lot of people uh freelancers that i know they have a separate bank account that they put money in to you know just kind of set aside for tax time so that it's kind of out of sight out of mind so you don't touch it but you got to make sure to put money in there (laughs) yeah yeah you definitely have to put some money in there or it's not really helpful (laughs) 
Yeah. And as you grow your freelance business, you'll find that uh, you might actually get to the point where you need to start paying quarterly taxes, which what that means is that you just give the government an arbitrary amount of money to say, I'm going to start paying my taxes now. And at the end of the year, if you owe a little bit more, you pay a little bit more, but it's not as huge of a hit. Yeah. Or if you overpaid, then you get the return. But as your company grows, it's really nice to do quarterly taxes because, again, like you just – not only is it like putting it in a bank account out of sight, out of mind, you're literally giving it to the government and saying, here, just hold this for me until it's yeah. time. Yep, that's definitely really helpful. And I think at least here in the U.S., um, when I was starting out, the general rule was 30% to put back 30%. Um, yeah, it's really hard that, because different states Yeah, have different, different states amounts. have – like my state taxes are really high, so like it's a little bit different for me. But I feel like that's a good general number, like especially if this is your first year and you haven't paid taxes yet as a freelancer – that's a good general rule to kind of keep you from getting a really big hit at the end of the year. And if you do get to the end of the year and realize that that's too much, then you can kind of adjust as you move forward. Yeah. And it really sucks because if you think about it, 30% is a lot. And so you are you think that you're, you know, on cloud nine starting to charge like, I don't know, $25 an hour. Yep. And then after taxes, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> This yeah. is not that different than being an employee. <laughs> yeah, it definitely makes you rethink your rates when you start like actively setting aside tax money. Mm -hmm. it, like, it'll definitely make you rethink that. Like maybe I should up my rates a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always have to incorporate taxes into thinking about how much you mm -hmm. want to charge as a freelancer just because, yeah, same thing like – if you know what you want as your take home, you need to tack on, like Angela said, at least an extra 30% um, to cover yeah. taxes. That was one of the things I found a little frustrating when people talk about finding how much you want to make, where you start with like, your, this is how much I want to make in a year, and then break it down by like month and week and hour, is that a lot of people start with that like take home pay number and not like take home pay plus taxes and operations number. Yeah. No. All right. The next item is that a freelancer can control when and how they work. Now, this is kind of two separate things, I think. The when you work is super important because, like, you can't be told you have to work from eight to five. Right. Like, as a freelancer, no. They're hiring you for generally a specific outcome and it doesn't matter when you work on that outcome they just are they're buying the outcome yeah and that does bleed into the how you work they cannot tell you how to do something you get to choose how you complete the task this is definitely where it gets kind of murky um with certain people who I believe <laughs> companies that treat freelancers a little more like employees, they tell them how to do their job. Yeah. But again, like with a, with a freelancer, you are, if a company hires a freelancer, they're, they're hiring them for a certain outcome. Yeah. They're legally not allowed to tell you how and when 
to do that outcome. I mean, obviously you have like a due date generally, like I'll have the outcome by this date, but they don't have as much control over, over how, I mean, think about it. Like if I hired a, a freelancer or a contractor to come, I don't know, fix my toilet, I cannot tell them how to fix my toilet. I cannot tell them when they're going to show up. Oh, believe yeah. me, we all know we can't tell Trust a plumber me, when you're show not going to tell them when they show up. <laughs> Trust me, you cannot tell a plumber when to show up. Um, it also reminds me of like uh, a doctor. Now, I know that you're not like you're not hiring a doctor as an as a freelancer or anything like that, but it, it kind of feels that way, right? Like you're paying the doctor's office for a certain outcome, which is to, I don't know, diagnose and treat you. But you can't tell them how to diagnose and treat you. You can't tell them when they're going to call you back so you can be seen. I mean, you can make an appointment, but we all know that is very arbitrary as well. Right, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it's like, if we, if we respect the boundaries of like doctors and plumbers and, and all these other very clear industries where they've set those standards, why do we let companies walk all over us when we're web designers or, or when we're copywriters, you know? I guess the standard just hasn't been set as clearly. Yeah, I think um, as someone who struggles with this a little bit, um, I think it's important to remember that you are your business. Like you, it feels a lot, especially when you're starting out, like you're being hired by your clients. And there's a really important mindset shift to get into that freelancer mode that you are taking on your clients. Um, and, you know, like Jesse said, it, plumbers and things are a really good example. Like I can call and I can ask them to come out, but they're freelancers. Like you get pretty big, like we'll be there sometime between 11 and four. <laughs> so, and then, you know, like show up at six. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then they're just going to come in and fix the problem. Like, so it's, you got to kind of think of it like that. Think of it as like being a plumber or being like something like that, that comes in and, you know, fixes a problem. Even if you are on retainer and you have a long working relationship with that client, it's still your business that they are reaching out to for help. Yeah. As opposed to like you going and being like, please hire me. (laughs) All right. The next item is that a freelancer doesn't receive the benefits from companies. So as an employee, it's really nice because you get, you know, oftentimes you get health care, you get 401ks, you have the ability for like short-term and long-term disability, workers' comp, like things like that. Those extra perks are perks that get people to become employees, you know, especially when um, you are like negotiating your contract to work for a company, like as an employee, 
benefits are big bargaining tokens. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I know from experience you can pay, oh goodness, quadruple health insurance. Yeah. Um, on your own versus with a company. Like there are huge benefits to being an employee versus a freelancer. Yeah. But obviously there are perks, there are pluses and minuses both ways, obviously, because there are plenty of freelancers and there are plenty of employees. Um, All we're doing today is like pointing out the differences between the two, but we see the value in both of them for sure. Yeah, that's a conversation we have a lot at my house because I work as a freelancer and my husband is an employee with a company. So we talk about the differences a lot with our kids because sometimes they don't understand why if they have a doctor's appointment in the middle of the day, I can just stop work and take them. But he has to like ask for time off ahead of time, Mm -hmm. things like that. But then also there might be a, like a holiday that he has off that I'm working. So we talk about that a lot because they're like, I don't understand. You can take off in the middle of the day for a doctor's appointment, but you don't have a holiday off. I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, I still have stuff to do. Or, you know, I may work really, really late because I have a lot of projects, like especially around Black Friday, I work 12, 14 hour days and his are the same every day. Whereas I might work 12 hours or I might work four hours. So Mm -hmm. we have that conversation a lot in our house about the difference and the benefits of both and the benefits of having that steady paycheck and those benefits from an employer and Mm -hmm. also the benefit of being able to set your own rates and take on the amount you need to take on and have your own schedule as a freelancer. Yeah, that is another point that we were going to get to, which is a freelancer determines their own rates. And you'll also kind of determine whether you get paid by the hour or by project. So I know that with certain freelancers, you can say, uh, especially like the techies and stuff like that, the, you know, the ones that are going to do maybe customer service and and just, you know, more generic virtual assistants, they say, okay, well, you can buy a pack of 10 hours from me. Yep. It costs this much. Or it could be like, hey, I'm going to do your entire website for X amount of dollars. That's by project, you know? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, as a freelancer, you can decide how you charge. So you can decide if you want to, if you want to focus on getting retainers or focus on project mm-hmm. type clients or do a mix of both. Um I do a mix of both generally, but, you know, you'll usually, once you've been doing this for a while, you'll find that you prefer one to the other. Um, I don't think I've met a freelancer that's just like, I just do whatever. Like most of us have like more of one than another. Yeah. Uh, For a while, I was really preferring the retainers, Mm -hmm. like X amount of dollars a month type thing for a certain amount of hours just because... To me, it felt like the closest thing to an employee without being an employee. Yes. Because I could count on that steady paycheck. I could count on that steady income even though I was a freelancer. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. That's definitely, I think a lot of people's first step is the retainers because it does feel a little bit more Mm employee-like, but that's also where you can get into, like we were talking about earlier with the boundaries with clients, where the clients want to treat you more like an employee because they're paying you regularly for a set amount of hours. Yep. Yep. It's a lot easier to put up the boundaries when it's like, okay, well, I'm going to do this project for you. It's going to last eight weeks and then we're done. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot easier to put up those boundaries. Um, the other – another key difference between employees and freelancers is that freelancers typically have multiple clients at the same time. You know, they don't generally just work for one company or one individual. Work with, not work for. <laughs> yeah, work with. <laughs> work with. Got to well, use no, our vocabulary. Work, work for, if you're talking about an employee, works for one company. <clears throat> That's true. Yes. But yeah, it is. That is a big difference. That's actually one of the things I really enjoy about freelancing is I I am an introvert. I do not socialize well, but as a freelancer, I get to meet all kinds of people. I, I don't necessarily have to meet them face to face. But I get to meet people from all over the world who do a bunch of different things with different kinds of businesses and different backgrounds. And that has been really enjoyable for me as opposed to, you know, working for a company where it's kind of the same thing day after day. If you're enjoying this candid chat, you can get early access, exclusive content and more by supporting us on Patreon. Simply visit patreon.com forward slash marketing moms. Now, back to the show. Yeah. But at the same time, I think, well, because again, we're not choosing sides. We're just kind of laying right. down. No, the not at all. Uh, a big perk of an employee is that you get to know a team very intimately. Yeah, you do get those you, connections. You get connections. You make friends. You get to know people yes. on a deeper level. As a contractor or a freelancer, you typically are not you're not asking somebody how their day is like legitimately. Yeah. It's just more, how's right. your day going? Oh, great. Thanks. Like, like when right. I, I did the target pickup recently and they open up right. my trunk, Hey, how's your day going? No, it's not like that. It's like, Hey, I know that you just got a new puppy and you're not getting a lot of sleep. So how's it going? Like right. <laughs> as an employee, you know, your coworkers, on a much more intimate, deep level, and and you can forge those friendships a lot easier than as a freelancer who just, you know, works with a variety of people throughout the year. Yeah. And I will say as a freelancer, I don't have those kind of friendship relationships with my clients. Um, I have that more with other business owners, but it really, it's not the same. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Jesse and I are huge fans of the biz besties because we talk about that a lot, like finding someone that can help support you in your business and be a friend. But it isn't the same as actually doing the same work at the same place at mm-hmm. roughly the same time with someone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, and so another difference, although this is changing a lot in this day and age, is that traditionally employees work in the same place, kind of like Angela just yeah. pointed out. Um, but now more and more, there are employees working remotely. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that working hours can get a little more flexible-ish. I say ish because it's really hard to shake the traditional thoughts about employees that have been around for a long time. I mean, I know that – so my sister is an accountant for a really big corporation and they use a program that even when she's working from home, they know when she's like working. Like they can see when she's active. Like if she doesn't move her mouse for 15 minutes, she'll like go – dark or idle or something like that and they'll Mm -hmm. be like oh why is she not at her desk (laughs) yeah there are a lot of companies that are starting to put um programs like that on the take-home computers Mm -hmm. that or ones that will use the webcam to take a picture every so many minutes to make sure you're sitting at your desk things like that um and i think that is becoming like a bigger thing with more people working from home um, where companies really want to be able to kind of keep track of and micromanage employees, but employees also are like, this is my home. Yes. <laughs> like, it's very weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is weird to be, you know, have this much intrusion into my home. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how things go the next couple of years with that. But mm-hmm. yeah, that is definitely a big difference. Um, my husband's been working from home since a little before the pandemic, actually. They had started like a testing a work from home a few days a week program. And then when everything kicked off, they were like, just stay home. <laughs> Don't come to work anymore. The last time he went into the office, he was one of only two people that went in because they were like, everybody, if you don't want to come in this week, you can stay home. And he went in and it was like him and one other person. And like he got there and had been there like 20 minutes. They were like, we changed our mind. Go home. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's, it is good to see that. And I think there's a lot of challenges that come with working from home as an employee that you don't face as a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them being that set time schedule. Like he has a set time schedule that he has to be on his computer, whereas I might have eight hours of work to do, but I can do it at any point during the day. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, I just know like from experience, freelancers will work crazy random hours and – yeah. Yeah. And as a freelancer, it's important to track your time. Like we talked about time tracking a couple weeks ago, um, because sometimes I find that I'm like, I feel like I'm working 14 hour days, but it's just because my days are so broken up with other things Mm -hmm. that I'm, you know, starting work early in the morning. And then I have two or three things during the day I have to stop for. And then I'm working till late in the evening and I'm not actually putting in as many hours as it feels like. Um, and then the other way around, sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm doing great, but I'm actually working 12 hour days without realizing it. Yeah. And I will say that the flexibility was one of the, like, that was the key reason that I quit my teaching job and started working from home just because I got to that point where, I mean, my infant daughter was sick and I had to ask permission to go to leave on the fly and go be with her. She had broken out into this rash and it was like frightening and I needed to leave that moment. But as a teacher, you can't just ditch your classes. 
Right. You know, so I had to get permission, had to get my classes covered and stuff like that. And it was the most frightening thing to know that my life was in somebody else's hands decision. The principal could have said, no, you've only got a couple more hours till the end of the day. Stay here. Yeah. She didn't. She said, yes, of course. It's your daughter. Go. (laughs) It's your baby. But that fear that I had that the fact that somebody else could control that aspect of my life, yeah. I was like, no, I, I can't do this anymore. And that was a big contributing factor to me quitting. I think a lot of the freelancers that we know, because we have a lot of like women freelancers around us, and a lot of them, I think that was a big um, factor for them switching to being a freelancer from some kind of employee. Um I became a freelancer from being a stay-at-home mom, but that was definitely a big factor for me because I knew that I still wanted to be able to be available for the kids. I knew that going into, I mean, I didn't know about all of the craziness of the last two years, but I did know going into it, like my kids are going to be starting school. My oldest was getting ready to start school. And I was like, there are two hour delays. There are snow days. There were snow days. Mm-hmm. Um, now there's virtual days. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like they, they get sick. You have to go in and pick them up because they spiked a fever. Like, And I wanted to be able to do all of that still. Yeah. Uh, and also have an income. And so freelancing was like, that was the solution. I mean, another key difference I think then that we can point out between employees and freelancers is employees will often have like 40 hours, yeah, 20 hours, like part-time 20 hours, like these set hours. But as a freelancer, you could be like, I'm going to work five hours this week and call it good. Mm -hmm. Like you have, you have that power because you are the business owner. Yes. And I will say one other thing that we talk about with my kids a lot that my husband and I joke about is like we took a week off this summer because all of our kids were in camp at the same time. So that was like our little mini staycation for ourselves. And we were kind of laughing about it because at the end of the week's vacation, he went back to work and had the same amount of work that he always has because he was jumping right back into his job with his team at his employer's office or work from home, but same thing. Um, But I had a week's worth of stuff that people had been waiting to ask me to do on top of all of the normal (laughs) thing piling up. So then the next week I was working a little extra every day to get caught up. And so, you know, I, I tell my kids sometimes, you know, when daddy takes a break and goes back, he has the same amount of work. Like he does the same thing every day. And there are people there that are continuing to work on that while he's gone. If I take the week off, the work is still there. I yeah, just am doing it at a different time. <laughs> so Nobody's I think that's feeling... another big that's another big difference when you're when you're considering like days off and vacation. Like the work's still there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you're There's just no moving it. In. Now it depends. Like you have the power to, you know, hire your own contractors and bring sure. you know, we call them subcontractors, yes. people to to help the contractor out. Yeah. Or um, if you take on more projects, you can kind of wrap up projects before your break and then take up some new ones after. But 
Yeah. Yeah. That was just kind of a, that was one big difference that I tell the kids all the time or I'll say like, oh, I was, I was away from my computer all day yesterday because you had the doctor's appointment and the practice and the this and the that. And like, now I have to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) The downside of setting your own hours. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I guess that's another point too, is as a freelancer, you have to find that internal motivation to get things done because it's so flexible Versus an employee where it's like, you don't have a choice. Be in your, you know, seat in butt at 8 a.m. Do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. And that, I think one of the big things with that is having set hours for yourself. And I know last week we talked about having that like gear up and decompression times at the beginning and end of the day. And I think those can kind of help with that motivation where you're like, okay, at this time I'm going to sit down at my computer and do this. And then at this time I'm going to be done. Yeah. So I would say your challenge this week is to just kind of evaluate whether you prefer or whether you are a freelancer or a, an employee, and then think about those responsibilities and expectations and boundaries and things like that. How is that working for you? So as yeah, are you are you running things as though you're a freelancer? If you are a freelancer or yeah, if you are as, a freelancer. As an employee, are you taking advantage of those benefits of yes. you know <laughs> are you taking advantage of those benefits of of being able to I don't know, have paid vacation? <laughs> that doesn't happen as an as a freelancer. Yes. Take advantage. Take advantage of that paid vacation. Take advantage of your 401k or whatever other benefits are offered to you. And um, yeah, and as a as a freelancer, are you making sure to hold the boundary of you decide how and when you work? Making mm-hmm. sure the clients understand that you are not their employee. Yep. Um, I once had a... <laughs> I once had a, I was a freelancer and I once had a client tell me when they asked me a question and they didn't want me to lie. They said, Jesse, remember who pays you? Ooh. And it just, oh, it was, it was awful. That was an awful relationship. Obviously that showed her hand that she was not the kindest yeah. of people. Um, But then also it was just like, it took me so off guard for someone to say that to me even as a even if I were an employee who would say that but I was a contractor so later when I was thinking back on the conversation because again it it shocked me in the moment I'm like wait a minute yes you may you know you may give me money but I am I am my boss you are not my boss just because you give me money does not make you my boss and I thought about again like a doctor just because I pay a doctor for services does not mean I am their boss. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. So I I was like, yeah, that I got rid of that client pretty quickly after that. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was a side tangent. <laughs> <laughs> As always, if you love our little side tangents and hanging out with us, join us on Patreon. We 
you know, have a Discord channel. We chat about random stuff all the time. And you also get other perks and and early access to these episodes and other goodies. So join us. And we'd love to get to know you. Yeah. And if nothing else, also follow us on Instagram. We are doing much better at posting more regularly. (laughs) And, you know, even with two of us, sometimes it's hard because we are both not the social media Right. <laughs> um, but we're definitely over there a lot. It was so funny. This weekend, um, I, my husband and I were laying in bed, you know, just winding down after the kids had gone to bed. And he's over there playing a video game. And I'm on my phone, like, creating Instagram posts. <laughs> and he's like, wow, you make me feel really lazy. I'm over here playing video games and you're over there working. I'm like, it's not working. This is for our podcast. Everything is it's fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just being creative. <laughs> yes. But anyway, yep, yeah, I've been we're really definitely enjoying making some of those social media posts. Yeah. So we're definitely over there on Instagram too. Be sure to follow us and comment or repost yes. and we'll we'll come over and, you know, to your Instagram account too. But However, the Instagrams work. <laughs> <laughs> like, follow, hit the button, ring the bell. Yeah, all the things. I think that's, I think that's YouTube. My yeah, kids. that's YouTube. <laughs> Don't forget to hit that like button and ring that bell. I'm not sure what the bell's for, but. Uh, to get notifications when they put okay, out new videos. Okay. Yes. Don't forget to like and subscribe and hit that bell. And I'm like, what is the bell for? <laughs> um. The uh, the other interesting thing is, uh, so this weekend I got the kids um, these Kindle Fire Kids tablet things. Yes, I, I did it. I made the leap. Um, and it's so funny because you see interesting – well, I mean, even before this, you could see interesting personalities jump through of what the kids watch. And, uh, yeah, my daughter loves watching YouTube so much, YouTube kids, that she will – when we're doing things, she wants to pretend like we're making a video. Oh, yeah. My kids, yeah. Yeah, if we're cooking, she's like, we have to pretend there's a camera in front Uh of us and we're teaching people (laughs) how to cook. And she'll say, welcome to our YouTube channel. And, yeah, the whole likes, (laughs) comment, subscribe. (laughs) Yes, my kids' Kindles were full of like little fake YouTube videos when yeah. they were. We yeah. got um, my daughter, uh, I don't know, a couple Christmases ago, one of those kid watches. And the watch had the ability to like record little videos. And she would do that. She'd walk around like talking and, and you know, as if, hey guys, it's Olivia. And da, 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 da. And, like, <laughs> like, oh, great. Hey, if you can create a great YouTube channel and make us money, go for it. Right. I mean, there are some kids <laughs> her age making a lot of money on oh YouTube. My gosh. Yeah. Like, um, what's his name? Ryan. Oh yeah. No. Well, I he's don't... not her age anymore, but yeah. I think know. his little sisters might be. She uh she's like most kids. I'm not sure she has the attention span to do more than right. five videos. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, then that's I have a friend who when everything when the pandemic kind of kicked off, her kids were at home and they were bored and they were frustrated. And she actually let them start a podcast like oh. on Spotify just because she was like, whatever, just don't use your real names. Yeah. And they were 
One of them was older, like 10 or 11. The other one was younger, four or five. And the younger one did it for like four episodes and then was like, yeah, this is boring. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> but her older one like still has it. She still posts. It's like, it's really cool. But so it kind of unlocked something for her, I guess. But yeah, the younger mm. one was like three episodes in and was like, yeah, this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather just pretend. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I would say that we're having a good time podcasting. I'm not we're ready to throw in the towel anytime no, soon. not at all. <laughs> I really enjoy our podcasting sessions. And just in case anyone wants to know what kind of stuff we talk about on the Discord and in uh, Patreon, this is a thing I would typically share. One of my cats just came running down our stairs with one of my kids' water bottles. Like, <laughs> Holding on to one of the water bottles, dragging it down the stairs. It's like the water bottle is probably bigger than the cat. It is. It's one of those that has like the loop on it for Uh like hooking it on stuff. And it like was carrying it by the loop and was dragging it down the stairs. (laughs) Oh, gotta love the family. Oh, yes. All right. Well, we will see you all next week and uh, hope you come say hi. Until then. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon.